Beginning Transmission 132, Plastic, File Under, Halloween 3, in 3D. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Tenders all while trying to not sound like complete morons in the process. You can find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You know something? No, what? You read too many comic books. <laughs> we now join Brian. I'm too sober for this shit. Here is a drinking game to play while you listen to this episode. Please drink responsibly, and don't take it too seriously. And if you don't like it, blame William. Take a drink anytime Mr. Porg decides to interject himself into the conversation. Take a drink whenever Brian mentions theater. You need to take a drink anytime Manny Bothans makes an appearance and I get groans and fuck yous from Adam and Maya. Fuck Manny Bothans! Manny Bothans is pure genius. Adam makes it political. Take a drink to cope. Take a drink anytime someone refers to me as the cum dumpster. Take a drink when Mr. Maya tells us about the creators. Take a drink every time the shame bell makes an appearance. Also, take a drink anytime uh, we act like the member berries from South Park. Remember when they were on South Park? I'm a member. Yeah, I wouldn't take a drink every time we do the bad German accent, yeah. Ah, drink, fucker. If you have any suggestions for rules you would like to add, email us at funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com or use the contact link on our website. Hey, and welcome to episode 132 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, we are live again this week. We uh, we recorded these things out of order, we'll, we'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, but we want to do this week, this one this week because uh, I we actually got to interview the uh, author of this week's book. We are doing plastic. Um, Doug Wagner was kind enough to spend some time talking to us uh, at uh, FanX, and since uh, we are in town recording that, um, wanted to record in uh, this episode while it was still fresh in my head, and uh, we will have that interview for you. Uh, Towards the end of this episode. So, uh, but starting out in the house that we are currently recording in, we have Mr. Todd. Hey, I'm Todd. Yeah, we're chilling. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. And, and it goes flat. Yeah. So, story of my life right there. Hey, I'm Todd. Uh, you can find me here as a co panelist on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. I also do English class hooligans with the producer here, Brian, and my better half, Amy. Hi, hey, Amy. Um, <laughs> she happens to be in the other room, so that's funny this time. So, yeah. Um, if you see me around Salt Lake, come say hi. I had a good time at the big Fanex thing this year. Thanks. 
Thanks. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks. That's what the snake said in the uh, first Harry Potter movie. Thanks. 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 <laughs> yeah, true. That's about it. Uh, a, uh, a Slytherin, Slytherin himself, we have mm-hmm. Mr. Adam. I am, yes. I snick. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Adam. I do stuff with uh, Big Shiny Robot. Uh, also, the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. Uh, and, of course, our good friend Chris over at Cinema Queens. Hi, Chris. At least we're not those, those guys. At least we're not Cinema Queens. <laughs> Bunch of fags. Um, and then also find me curating our Scruff, Grinder, and Tights with a Z account. Cool. And uh, at least he's not Cinema Queens. We have Mr. Maya. Hey, I'm Maya. Uh, in addition to hearing me on Funny Books and Firewater, you can catch me on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Maya. Let's chat about things. It's all about things, love. just things, things, whatever. Love, romance, yeah. philosophy, mm-hmm. yeah, fine art, boners, wine, yeah, all those things. Anything, anything. Smegma? Even that. Y'all's chat about smegma. We'll talk about it. Okay. Here's a smegma question for you. Okay. If you were like trying to entice someone to have sexual relations with you, and you were going to send them a dick pic, yeah. would you send them a dick pic with your dick covered in smegma? Fuck no. No. Because I've received many of those, and I don't understand the draw. Do you, it you is. Should Look, it's with, actually used. You should use it, too. You should respond with, wash your dick, then message me back. <laughs> I still like the, the pickup line I got was, do you want to come over and watch porn on my flat screen mirror? <laughs> That's actually a pretty good That's line. I, 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 I like it. it ended up being a bot because I was just going to fuck with him. But I was like, is it in 4K? But that was it. That is a, actually a fun pickup line. So right. that, is good, that is a good line. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. Um, and hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. Uh, and I got nothing that I can talk no, about. Right? I got lots of projects. You I design nothing. sound. I design sound. I make, yeah. I make sound effects and sound systems. And uh huh. As I describe my job, I have every five-year-old dream. I just make noise and I make it noise louder. That's basically what I do. Right on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did I first introduce you to Right On on this trip? Yes, Is this you, the first time you ever heard it? No. Oh, okay. Well, you told me about it, but yeah. no, I haven't heard about it previously. Have I ever talked about the Right On on the show? Mm-mm. You should. Okay, so the Right On is this invention I, I made at work, and it is the most handy thing in the world. Um, so uh, you can use it if you want in your life. So basically what the Right On is, is it's a way of acknowledging that you've heard someone, but not committing to doing a fucking thing about it. So what we would do <laughs> is, like, a, a guy came up, we were checking a sound system, and they had another gig going on down the way, and, and he comes in, like, the technical director comes in and goes, it's really loud. We go, right on. He goes, trying to have an event down there. And I'm like, right on. And he just sort of like <laughs> walks away because he's like, well, they heard me and, and I don't know if they're going to do anything about it. So like that's the way I do it. And I, as soon as I invented it, I'm like, someday somebody's going to use this against me and I'll be like, fuck you, I know what that means. And so there's a friend of mine. Right on. Yeah. Every time, I, every, every time an email, I get like an email like, from this guy who's just like, right on. I'm like, fuck you, I know what that means. But I can't write that on a corporate email address. But yeah. So anyway. That's kind of the equivalent of like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, the write on, go ahead and use it in your daily life. Th- it's very thank handy. Thank you for your input. Thank you for your input. It's been given all the due uh, attention it deserves. Do, yeah, due attention it deserves. That's Carrie Jackson's default answer to us. Uh, wasn't that Jeff's favorite thing? That was, was Jeff, Jeff too. Yeah. Uh, Carrie told me he does that one too. They both used it apparently. I, I do it on Facebook. Cause I don't argue on Facebook anymore, but if someone's trying to get in my, my business, I'm just, I just have someone to end with. It's like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. So as we said before, uh, this week we were doing plastic. Um, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna read the back of the book. Right. It's the best way. This is the best way to describe. It. This is how I've described it to many people of this book. Um, this is my favorite way of like pitching this book. So have a good pee, Maya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so retired serial killer Edwin. Oh, I never even looked at his last name before. Stoff Groupen. Stoff Groupen. Stoff Groupen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So retired. <laughs> 
Drink. Retired serial killer Edward Stopgrufen is in love with Virginia, a girl he met online. Her affection quiets his vile urges. Together they are on a tour of the back roads of America in their LTD, eating donuts and enjoying their hearty appetite for each other. Life is good until a Louisiana billionaire kidnaps Virginia forcing Edwin to kill again in exchange for her freedom. Oh, and did we mention that Virginia is a sex doll? Yes. So, my elevator pitch for this, okay. uh, grant, granted it's more kidnapping and, and not a murder, is uh, John Wick with a blow-up doll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <we're laughs> that's, that's what this book is. Yeah, it's true. And uh, let's start out because we started It's every- a little bit less classy, though. <laughs> than John Wick. Oh, God, have you seen that new picture of him on horseback like uh, shooting someone in the head that, who's on a motorcycle? That movie can't come out fast enough. No, no I'll, I'll find it for you. Hold I on. need to see this. Okay, well, while we're while he's looking that up, yes. uh, let's jump into drinking games. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Okay, Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game? Uh, I'm gonna call mine Little Green Men. Okay. Uh, even though the little green figure, oh, in this, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a it's a it's naked uh, women. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, anytime you see uh, a little green, it looks almost looks like a plastic army figure, but it's a naked woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you see a little green figure, uh, take a drink. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Adam, can you give us a drinking game rule? Uh, yeah, mine's called Meet Virginia. Uh, every time they say the name Virginia, take a drink. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. And mine is uh, paper or plastered is what I'm calling it. Uh, every time the, plas- the word plastic is said, uh, take a drink. You're evil. I know. I'm very evil. Mr. Todd, I, you have I, one? Actually, I have no room to talk because I've had games just as words. Sure. Just as bad. I know. Yeah. No, so evil, mine, evil. I'm calling mine the Joe Pesci. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag? Mm-hmm. Yes. So this one's Eight Heads in a Ziploc Bag. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to change the Eight Heads in Ziploc Bag. I think that's awesome. Okay. Oh, no, no. Is it every time there's a Ziploc a head in a Ziploc Bag? Yeah, every time there's a head in okay. a Ziploc Bag. Spoiler alert, see, sort of. You're gonna... Go ahead and take a drink. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so let's uh, jump into our votes mm-hmm. as to whether or not we believe it is worth you or dear mm-hmm. listeners hard-earned time and money and effort to go hunt this book down and give it a read. Um, we will start with Mr. Maya. Uh, yes. Hey, Mr. Todd? Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Adam? Yes. And I'm also absolutely, I fucking love this book. And I'll be honest, I, when we were interviewing the author, mm-hmm. I geeked out on him a little bit and I was like, look, before we were even doing the book or before I even met him, I... I fucking was in love with this book. I really dug the shit out of this book. So, yeah. Um, I think it's super fun. Um, if you have a twisted dark sense of humor, which let's be honest, you're listening to the show, so you probably do. Yeah. Um, I think you'll really enjoy the hell out of this book. This is, I, I will say, some of those books we do, I'm like, we like them and say it's worth your hard earned time and money. Even if you don't read comics a lot, but you just kind of listen to the show just for fun, I would actually recommend going and hunting down this book. It's a lot of fun. Um, and it's just a five-issue series. No yeah. more. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. It's got um, an end. Um, so, with your humor, if you... If you ever have a friend or anyone look at you and going, something is wrong with you, if you crack a joke that's a little bit off, then this is the book for you. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I did this one digital, and I, again, I don't know why it happens this way, because Amazon owns Comixology, but if you're ever going to buy a digital book, uh, 
check the price on both sites because for some reason uh, this was like nine bucks on Comixology, but on Amazon was five. And it was and when you go to Amazon, you got to make sure it says the Comixology version, otherwise you get the shitty Kindle version. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know why it does that, but if you want to get a digital, five bucks for this trade is a really good deal. That's oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's not a terribly expensive book. It's like I don't seventeen think. normally if you get yeah. it in paperback. But yeah, it's well worth it. I think it's mm-hmm. super fun. Also, it's a fun book to have on your shelf to really just mess with people. Kind of uh, like the pro. You have a better than the pro. No, no, this is. The, I love the pro, but this is a lot better. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, cool. Does anybody else have any forewarnings before we go into this? Um, it's not for kids. It well, is yeah. not for kids. It's not for kids. It's not for those with delicate sensibilities. But uh-uh. also, you know, the Mormons. The show. I, I don't think you have those delicate sensibilities. Because <laughs> we're not. We're not cinema queens. We are not. Uh, at least we're not cinema queens. <laughs> <laughs> we need those bumper stickers. <laughs> We, no, we need no. We need shirts of that and Manny Bothans died for our sins. I yes. will neither confirm nor deny that I have a lead on making shirts for Manny Bothans well, died for our sins. At least we're not cinema queens, but have the funny books and firewater like in the typeface be in the shape of a rainbow. <laughs> yeah, <there you> <laughs> have it all rainbow colored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I have, I have a question about that. I'll ask for that a question about that. We'll ask in the break. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So cool. So uh, that'll yeah. But. I was gonna say if you would like to see funny books and firewater merchandise, say yeah. at least we're not cinema queens. Please email us. Yeah, it's true. Email me at uh, funnybooksandfirewater at gmail And if you uh, if you're interested, uh, if I make it happen, if, and if you're like the, we'll say if you're the first five people to email me saying yes, it's a brilliant idea. I'll send you like a T-shirt for free when we make them, just for fun. Oh, all right. So I'll hook you up. Just let me know if I'm if it seems like something you'd actually want. <laughs> yes. Let me know and I will hook you up. I promise. Um, yeah, or you can find a, go to our contact link on our website, uh, funnybooksandfirewater.com. There's a little contact link. No, we, we, what we need to do is when we get that made, yes. put that bumper sticker on your car and see how long it takes hanging out with Chris for him to notice. What the fuck's this? <laughs> <laughs> he's never my well, he's never really in my car though. That's the thing. Yeah, but he might see in the parking lot or something. Every now and then, yeah. Yeah. Just walk by it. Yeah. Like, hey, I need to go this way. Why? Just cause and don't. No, I should put it on his car. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, so we're going to take mean, a little. He is high all the time, so he wouldn't notice. That's true. So uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break and uh, give yep. you a chance to read this. And then uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to spoil the limb crap out of it. So uh, just so you're forewarned, this is what's going to happen. Um, and, uh, and also, after the break, we're going to have an interview with the writer, Doug Wagner, who was super cool. Dude uh, was awesome. Dude was super awesome. Todd was sitting there with me. I kept asking, expecting Todd to jump in with a question. He just sat there. I think he was eating something at the time. I was, I was you know... I was having a good time. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm like, nah, you were just well. longingly looking into Doug Wagner's eyes. He's oh. an attractive man. I will admit dude, that. He's he a, looks he's good. He's a good-looking dude. Yeah. He looks like a uh, a prime Phil Hartman. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he has kind of a, a Phil Hartman in his like younger prime days. I can yeah. kind of see that vibe That's a little a bit. It's a good thing going on. Yeah. A good, you're a good looking If you're dude. listening to this, Doug, you're an attractive man. <laughs> Coming from a straight man, I'm, I'm just, you know, That's Adam right. wasn't there to really give us a, a full judgment on it, but uh, yeah. I can't be everywhere. Right. <laughs> Why not? You're working on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got that. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to take a little bit of a break, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. 
Hi, everybody. This is Matt. And I'm Trevor. We're the co-hosts of the Nighthawks podcast, a movie podcast for people who like to stay up late. We've just joined the Hello, Sweetie podcast network, expanding our podcast empire and bringing the world to its knees. Take a seat in the Nighthawks diner with us. We're going to talk to you about movies. We've got new movies, old movies, movies we love, movies nobody loves. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and at nighthawkspodcast.com. Hey, that was pretty good. Do you think they'll listen? Uh, the good ones always do. I don't know if I'll leave that in or not. Maybe I'll jump back in on a half. Oh no, ago. I didn't think we were recording. Yet. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like we hadn't come back yet. Yeah, right? no, I thought fine. we were just bullshitting. Well, sometimes, mm. well, sometimes I leave the bullshit in. Not, sometimes that stays in. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. You should be forewarned mm-hmm. about that. I just assume anything I say is going on the air. I so. should be forewarned about that a year later. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh yeah, this is like your one year. That uh, is actually getting, getting there next Aye. month. Okay, no, you, this is the month. You did October, so this is your month. Yeah. Maya has been with us for a whole year. It's my one year. The training pants are coming oh, oh, oh. off. And now we're putting your training bra on. Hey, oh. I'm Frank a is. big kid now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we're adults. Mommy, what? Yeah, sort of. Um, we we adult on occasion. That's not Adulting. when we're on the show. I think I might actually be more immature in my 30s than I was in my 20s. <laughs> in certain ways. Sure. I mean, this podcast has proven that. <laughs> I'm quite immature when I can be. This podcast has proven a lot of things about us. Yes. Okay. Tenacity. Uh, it's proven tenacity. That's true. That's true. Uh, I, did we tell it on the last show or on this show? Oh, no, we weren't. We were talking well, about, about the podcast thing, about the speech that the guy was given, about you having done more episodes. I can't, We had this conversation like 20 minutes ago. Oh, that was on English Class Hooligans. It was. Did we actually do it on the episode, or did we actually talk about it off the air? I thought we talked about it off the air. That was just off the air. Yeah, so it was my favorite thing. So um, there was a speaker who came to uh, Todd's uh, community. Little uh, Bill. Little Bill uh, from... Uh, from Radio from Hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was talking about doing podcasts and asked if anybody had a podcast and Todd raised his hand and he asked how many episodes we'd done. At that point in time, we'd done something like around 100. I said, I says, oh, we've done about 130 now. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like the, oh, shit, you actually do a podcast. (laughs) Oh, you're a real, okay, you're you're a real boy. You've done a real podcast. You're a real boy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like we're not one of these little like rinky-dink, like, oh, we just put out episode two after six months. Yeah. Well, I opened it up with English class hooligans because with the audience and whatnot, it's kind of it was a more diverse audience than who listens to this. Show. We have a diverse audience, but our audience also has um, has potty mouths. Has potty mouths, yeah. Right. So it was a more conservative audience. How about that? There we go. That's that's probably a better. Way so I, I opened. I was like, oh, we do one called English class hooligans, which is a voluntary book reports on classic literature, and then we discuss what's good about them or not, and whether or not they should still be classics. And be read, and it's like, and and like, how many episodes have you done? And I'm like, like six. All right, and it's like, you said you have another. Like, yeah, there's another one. It's like, what's that? It's like, well, it's funny books and Firewater, comes out weekly, and we're at about 130 now. And he's like, oh, all right. (laughs) You really exist, then. I really do exist. And he's like, you know, and it's like a lot of podcasts. If they find a good audience and they get 500 downloads per show, they're quite happy with that. Yeah. So yeah, I think we can say that we're the biggest. We can say that we're the most popular conflict podcast in Utah. I don't know if that's even true. Maybe we are. I have I, no idea. I don't know if there's other podcasts, conflict podcasts in Utah. I no, won't, I won't claim we're anything of anything. No, <laughs> we're definitely the dirtiest comic book podcast in Utah. <laughs> that's probably fair. I'll, I'll take okay. that. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, okay. We'll make shirts. <laughs> we'll make sure at least we're, we're the at least dirtiest. We're not not, at least we're not cinema queens. <laughs> dirtiest podcast in Utah, comic book podcast in Utah, but at least we're not cinema queens. That's right. 
uh, buy your bumper stickers Fuck now. <laughs> okay, well, so jumping into plastic. Uh, yes. Brian, to... tell us about this book. Okay, so, uh-huh. <laughs> so this book starts out with a nice little hidden gem of uh, a our hero, Edwin, who... Uh, is it Edwin? That's yeah, Edwin. Edwin. Yeah, Edwin. I always oh. think Edwin Drood whenever I see the name Edwin. Yeah. It's Edwin Drood comes and, to my brain. But they, they thought his name was, like, what, Spencer or something? Yeah, I didn't know what his name was. Well, because he was using credit cards and a stolen ID from someone he had killed. And so he was using different... So, I mean, I would argue that his name... Oh, no, they do say his name is Edwin later mm-hmm. in the book. Um, so he is, uh, he is having a good old time with his girlfriend who you don't mm-hmm. see. Um, basically, I, you know what? Rather than going through this step by step, I'm just going to basically kind of give you the general summary. Yeah. Basically, Edwin, <clears throat> he has a... What I like about this book is he has a little bit of every movie serial killer you've kind of heard. He has a little bit of Norman Bates. He has a little bit of uh, Dexter. He has a little bit of all sorts of things. So he's a, he's a killer. His mom is a voice in his head who watches out for him while he's... Um, while he's sleeping or during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, His girlfriend is Virginia, who is a sex doll, who we learned in our interview (laughs) the origin of the name Virginia. So listen to our interview at the end of this episode, and that will tell you where the name Virginia comes from. And actually, the last line of the book, which is Buck Up Virginia, we have the top secret answer as to where that all came from. Um, And then, uh, so basically, he ends up uh, getting into a fight with some guys, um, and they steal his uh, blow-up girlfriend, and so he ends up going on a killing spree to get her back. And so it is sort of like John Wick with a blow-up doll. That's <laughs> yeah, really yeah. That, he ends that, up, that gets it. Yeah, he ends up picking up a um, hitchhiker who ends up coming uh, with him on his sort of a uh, tour of edges. And, and to help the Gwen, setting, yeah. so where is this taking place? Taking place in the south, Louisiana. It's so backwoods of Louisiana. Backwoods of Louisiana, right. with you know a guy who could be on the TV show Taboo, uh-huh. um, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but like, here's the thing: is if you read, if you heard our intro and said, "Hey, uh, you know, a guy who's in love with a sex doll who's a serial killer," and you're like, "Yes, I need to read that," you're gonna love this book. It's, it's everything you want and more out of this book. Yes. It's gonna be pretty awesome. Uh, Todd, what are your thoughts? So, I originally read this book about almost two years ago, I think now. So, so probably close to when it came out. Then. So probably yeah, this came out. I read some good things, so I picked that up and I went this. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I even think it might have been a recommendation early on. Oh, okay. Oh, for us? Yeah. But I, I could go look on a list. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. So, I read this a while ago, and then I was reading this again, and it's... Oh, it's first printing was just last year. Maybe it was last year when I read this thing. Okay. Well, it could have come out in single... Oh, never mind. Todd doesn't read single issues. Well, no, but it says the, 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 the trade, it's first issue. First. Well, I know. If the trade came out last year, the issues could have come out the year right. before. So, oh, I've yeah. had it about a year. because Todd doesn't yeah. read issues. I'm a trade waiter. <laughs> Yep. For bad and good, and that's what I do. Yeah. So it's um. So you open it up, and the amount of time it takes for you to figure out what Virginia is a sex doll mm-hmm. is much longer than you initially think. Unless you've read the back of the book, yeah. Unless you've read the back yeah. of the book, and I have very mixed feelings about knowing that going in. Yeah. Cause the fact that it is, it is all messed up. Cause his girl gets kidnapped this ruthless louisiana baron of a sort is going you're gonna do this for me so i can get what i want and he just goes all hells to the no and he's like fine i'll start out this way and then he proceeds to have a mel gibson moment of payback Mm -hmm. as he's going through this whole book and it is so vulgar and funny and gross and just like that's done I mean you done messed up A-Ron <laughs> goes through my head a lot and I'm like where has this been all my life it is awesome and it, you know that's a lot of platitudes being thrown at it yeah, there's the some moment. bloviation going on there for sure yeah yes. and I, the one nice thing I, you know because I got a digital 
uh-huh. was that I didn't read the back of the book. So, yeah, so you got I, I almost kind of wanted to say when we're doing our intros at the beginning, like, you know, mm-hmm. not. I mean, at the beginning when he's in the car with her and she's not saying anything, I yeah. just figured maybe it was like a corpse or something like that. Yeah, and sure. Then you see this woman, you're like, oh, it's a woman. And then like a couple pages later, you're like, oh, it's a fucking blow up doll. Yeah, that's right. And even this return Literally Virginia please yeah. moment, <laughs> it is a fucking blow up doll, but it has like that Deadpool moment of like, Francis, can yeah. you see me, Francis? It's like, return Virginia, please. Yeah. And it's such this nice phrasing of please. Yeah. But it's done with blood and gore. Yeah. Well, I love that in his mind, Virginia does not like swearing, does right. not like the killing, and so that's why he's not doing it because he doesn't want to disappoint Virginia. So it's like Virginia, although she, he's his sex doll, he's also sort of a little bit of her conscience as well. Yeah, it's going through. It's like a little bit well, of unforgiven well, going on. His mom, yeah, to a certain extent. Like I think he has more of a fear of his mom, at least is the vibe yeah. I got off of it. You know. Well, since I mean this since this comes up later in the book, I just had a thought that now mm-hmm. that I didn't have then. Because he had the bag with the skull in it labeled "Mom." Yeah. Was that his first kill? Probably. It probably was. Sure. Uh, yeah. That, that's what I got out of that. But yeah, he was trying to get her to shut mm-hmm. up because she just kept nagging him. So it's fine. That pulled the cord on it. Or I guess. Shot I mean, her. That's also the case with Norman Bates, and there's definitely not a lot of Norman Bates in that sort of thing. So it's going on. So she shut the skull, but she never shut up. Yeah. And so he just kind of has to deal with it being there, and mm-hmm. that's kind of awesome and messed up and serial killer like, and it's. A lot of well, good also, too, I didn't know, again, going in, because I, I went in 100% blind, yeah. uh, I didn't know he was a serial killer. I thought maybe he was, like, ex-CIA you know, or... Oh, uh-huh. yeah, or, like, for sure. Well, like, well at first, uh, don't they say, like, oh, you're ex-military, blah, 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 because he mm-hmm. found some sort of file on him, but it wasn't really his file? Yeah, yeah. it was whoever yeah. he had killed yeah. was using their ID. Right. Uh, well, Mr. Mai, what are your thoughts? Well, I really liked it. It took a little bit for me to kind of get into it, because mm-hmm. the first, like, two issues, I was, especially after reading... Uh, Witch Doctor, which mm-hmm. I, I read them back to back. I wasn't really digging it, mm-hmm. and then some. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but something around issue three clicked for me, and I really started liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that even though he's a serial killer, and even though you know Virginia set changed him and set him on the straight path. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came to like the when the the Baron or whatever had him go kill the sheriff. Mm-hmm. You find out later he must have told him to go hide or something because there's yeah. that newspaper article. I'm like, oh, so he's not really a bad guy. Like Dexter, yeah. he's not a bad guy. He yeah. just does bad things. Yeah. yeah well, he's an anti-hero. Yeah. And, and a very interesting and good anti-hero. But like, the, he's one of those anti-heroes where like, mm-hmm. if, he get, if he got caught and then was executed you know, by the state, you'd be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I, it's but still, I like him. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of in a Dexter kind of way. Like, you like the character, but you're a little yeah. afraid of the fact that you like the character. Well, yeah, and like you know, through, every time he's interacting with someone who's not, you know, who hasn't wronged him or Virginia, he's super nice. I'm like, it was like, yeah. the, girl like the, the, the girl at the donut shop. Yeah, and then when you mm-hmm. say Gwen from that, that asshole cop, I mean, like, yeah. he, again, he, he's a good person who just has fucked up things. Yeah, no, for sure. Get a little bit more of your thoughts on that. I, I loved it. And like I said, it was it was great going in 100% blind. All I had to go off of was, was just the cover. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, it. The cover, you can, if you looked at it too much, you could kind of see maybe it's like a blow-up doll. But it's it, again, it's just this guy calling out of her mouth, and there's blood yeah. coming out of her mouth. So it's really doesn't really give you much. But um, I love serial killer type stories, and it's really fun. Like we said, when you go like the Dexter route, where this guy's, you know, just he's just killing bad guys. He's not killing good guys. Mm-hmm. Kind of like his own moral code. Uh, and and again, not knowing where the story was gonna go, because like, I thought it was maybe he was like XKA, because that part where he's in the the boathouse mm-hmm. when he's yeah. tied up, he's like looking over and he's like, okay, this guy's Thomas. He did this. Okay, there's a thing over here. There's like he was like there's marking the, the spots. The bait shop sign. There. The bait shop sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was I was trying to figure out what he was, and so then when you finally find out that oh, this is like 
that was there was a serial killer that's his mo I'm like oh he's a serial killer that makes that then everything kind of clicked and fell into place mm-hmm. but it was fun not knowing that going in and trying to figure things out on your own so uh you know if you're this far and you've probably you know you either read it or you don't care if it gets spoiled but it was really really interesting going in 100% blind but yeah. no it's, it's well written the art's great the art kind of reminded me a little bit of the guy who drew um Lock and Key. It's not. I, I looked yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very kind of reminiscent of that same style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like with Witch Doctor, this one is over the top and bloody and gross. I would say it's bloodier than Witch Doctor because Witch Doctor oh, yeah. was mainly just like, yeah. like Fl- monster fluids. goo. Fluids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made Todd spit up his drink. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I liked it a lot. Like, I, I, I'm glad that it's, just, it's a one shot because it all wraps up perfectly and has, you know. Mm-hmm. He goes uh, out in a blaze of glory. He goes out in a blaze mm-hmm. of glory and you find out the very last scene, you find out he didn't kill that family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's almost like I kind of want to know where this guy came from. Like maybe yeah, do a get prequel. his backstory, a prequel. Yeah, I, I actually in our interview I actually mm-hmm. mentioned that about wanting a prequel. I also mentioned like if there was a possibility for a sequel because I want to know what happens to the hitchhiker who he picks up, to, who's with him. To Gwen. Yeah. yeah Although she changed yeah. her name to Virginia. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She does change her name to Virginia. So what happens to Virginia after that? Um, I think it would also be very interesting. I found it interesting that she seemed to be completely unfazed by his craziness. Yeah, what, which Just I mean, went right along with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he saved her life. And so maybe he did that's, save her life, and then, maybe it was like a. But the thing too is, like as Adam said, he's always really nice to people who haven't done him wrong. And like if she's been out there hitchhiking, and like even the cops have been like dicks to her, like all of a sudden, like he's the only good person she's met. Okay, so he's a serial killer. Everyone has their faults. Well, well even like when yeah. he's when he's talking to the dead deputy in the car, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, and what did he say?" Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, what, and what did your mother say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. actually, it was interesting. Is like he even brings that up. He's like, "You're pretty fine with everything going on," and she's like, "Well, maybe I'm still processing it, or what almost yeah. happened." to me because she almost got raped by that, yeah. that deputy so yeah. you know it's it could have been for part of that she was in the shock but then like we said he was nice to her he helped her out he's the only person who's been nice to her mm-hmm. and she realizes that he wants to get his lover back and she doesn't even know it's a blow up doll till the very end and even then she's like meh yeah. 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 different strokes for different folks yeah so. don't, well, cool. don't kink shame him yeah no, I didn't sure. I just said that Cool. No, I was just in general oh yeah <laughs> right yeah I'm a cum dumpster there's no kink shaming here so that's true <laughs> Drink, by the way. <laughs> Drink, you fucker. I'm going to throw in my uh, my cocktail now. All right. Behold. Mr. We finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title Boone. and make with the fire Mr. water. Alcoholics transform. We need to get these bitches drunk. That's your spells, boo. Cocktail. So this is, okay, so I have to, I, I did a little bit of a stretch for mine this week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm calling mine still fresh. Um, it's actually also called a New York Sour. But uh, the reason why I did this is because it's uh, he puts all of the heads of people he kills in plastic bags. So uh, basically like leftovers and, uh, you know, uh, he can keep them all fresh, which is why I'm calling it the still fresh. So this actually uses uh, leftover wine is where this uh, cocktail came from. So you're going to use two ounces of bourbon, two ounces of lemon juice, a half ounce of simple syrup. Um, and one and a half ounces of dry red wine. Uh, in a cocktail shaker filled with ice, you're going to add the bourbon, the lemon juice, and the syrup. You're going to shake well and strain into a glass over ice and then pour in the red wine uh, back uh, over the back of the spoon to float it on top. And uh, that is your uh, still fresh uh, cocktail. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your cocktail? Um, mine is called, um, is that milk? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a play, it's like a brandy milk punch, which is a classic Louisiana, New Orleans, alcoholic, boozy thing. So um, what it is is it's two ounces of brandy, one and a half ounces of heavy cream or almond milk, if you lean that way, one ounce of simple syrup, and half a teaspoon of vanilla extract. 
So what you're going to do is you're going to combine all those ingredients in a shaker filled with ice and shake the ever-loving shit out of it. Get it nice and frothy. Pour that into a Cosmo glass and then grate a little bit of nutmeg right on top of that. Mm, frothy fluids. Frothy <laughs> fluids. I'm going, is that milk? <laughs> tell me it's milk. Please, please tell me that's milk. I'm fine, I see it, it, I'm fine I'm it's not. So. <laughs> well, because I think mine's broken. It's its I'll own give kind him a minute. Of Mr. Mr. Adam, what's your cocktail? Uh, so mine's called the Pluot. Uh, it's based off when he meets the the lady working at the donut place and she had pluot donuts which is a mixture of plum and apricots so this is a little bit more in, in, involved so you take nine cups of water uh you take two pounds of pluots pitted and sliced up uh and 12 tablespoons of sugar you bring your water to a boil you add the fruit and sugar boil for 15 minutes uh take it out the stove let it just cool naturally for about two hours and then in a glass full of ice you add about two ounces of vodka uh top with as much pluot juice as you want and go from there hmm. awesome and Mr. Maya. Uh, mine is also based off a donut, uh, you know, from that scene. Uh, mm. Mine also has has a bit of a uh, some steps to it. So mine's called the glazed donut. Uh, first, you're gonna make the glaze, mm. which uh, glaze. <laughs> the uh, I hope it's milk. What <laughs> <laughs> if it's not? The the ingredients are one cup of confectioner's sugar, uh, two to three tablespoons of milk, one teaspoon of vanilla extract extract. Man, I can't talk today. Uh, you mix all those ingredients in a shallow, wide bowl. If it's too thin, you can add more sugar. If it's too thick, add more milk. Is it milk? Mm-hmm. Uh, once the desired consistency is re- reached, dip the rim of your glass into the glaze to coat. Uh, flip rim side up and set down, allowing the glaze to drip a bit. Wait about a minute, and then dip it into uh, sprinkles. Like rainbow sprinkles. Whatever kind of sprinkles you want to use. I think the picture you showed me was chocolate sprinkles. Yeah. Rainbow sprinkles are gay farts. Uh, then, then to make the cocktail, uh, you're going to pour into mm-hmm. a shaker filled with ice, uh, one and a half to two ounces of cake-flavored vodka, one ounce of creme de cassel, uh, half an ounce of simple syrup, a few drops of vanilla extra- extract to taste, uh, three ounces of half and half. Is it milk? Uh, <laughs> I'm getting diabetes listening to this. <laughs> um sure. Shake it, uh, shake the shit out of it, strain it into the glass, uh, and then you're going to take a donut hole and poke a hole in it with a straw. Pull the donut hole down. A you're few poking inches. a hole in the hole? In the donut hole. A hole in the hole. That's a meta. Uh, remove, a the, bit. remove the bit of stuck donut from inside the straw uh, using the prong of a fork and serve. Don't just suck it out and say, eh, good enough. Yep. Or use a second straw. So you're, you're going to garnish it with a donut hole. Okay. Okay. Cool. Nice. And get diabetes. And, yeah. and get diabetes. I mean, it sounds like a good way to get diabetes. And, and wonder, is it milk? Is it milk? It's milky. Cool. Does anybody else have any other thoughts before we move on to our final grades and all that stuff? I don't think so. I mean, it's it's just a lot of fun. I mean, like We've had two weeks in mm-hmm. or well, two books so far this month that have just been a shit ton of fun. That yeah. I mean, yeah. There's We're recording not... these out of order, by the way, just so that we can talk about this since we just did the interview. So... Just mm-hmm. so, since Adam sounds confused, because every time I do these, record these out of order, I feel bad because Adam is always like, "Wait, what the fuck are we doing?" We have what three books in between? Two books in between. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is fun with these art here and the Telltale Signs is um, the artist makes no bones about it being a plastic doll. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really try to hide it per se, but you're looking at that and you're at first you're like, hmm. Yeah, I can go with it. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck. That is a blow-up doll. Mm-hmm. 
And then you're like, oh, fuck, what else am I reading? It's like, dude, this guy's really messed up. Mm-hmm. I kind of love this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Mr. Wagner. And I will say, you know, like a lot of things, the people who write the most fucked up shit are some of the nicest people you've ever met. In oh, your yeah. Life. I mean, he looks like he could be my accountant. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And super nice, dude. Super nice. Very charming. Very, um, yeah. It was a great time. He was a good dude. So uh, speaking of which, we will uh, use that as a lovely segue. So what we're going to do is we're going to play um, our interview mm-hmm. uh, with Mr. Wagner. And then when we come back, we are going to do our final grades. And then we'll go into recommendations. Mm-hmm. So uh, here is from uh, Fanex, uh, Mr. Doug Wagner. Super nice, super du- cool dude. Uh, and super dude. Super dude. Super dude. Super dude. Super. And thanks again, Doug, for uh, taking the time to talk to us. We yeah, really appreciate enjoyed it. that. Thanks, Doug. Your hero in this has a little bit of, uh, like a lot of different characters, has a little bit of Buffalo Bill, has a little bit of Norm. Bates with the mom sort of thing. What was kind of your inspiration to get started on this? Oh, that's it. Honestly, the inspiration all came from a road sign in Virginia. Okay. So that's why the doll's name is Virginia. Okay. So as I was going over the state line, they have a sign that says Buckle Up Virginia. Okay. And honestly, the whole idea got stuffed in my head. Yeah. And so now you know why the last line of the book is Buckle Buckle Up Virginia. Virginia. That's awesome, actually. (laughs) That's fantastic. It's, I mean, would you possibly do a sequel? I mean, because everyone's kind of dead at the end. I mean, is there a way to do it? Would, or would you do a prequel or whatever? If, if we did anything, I'd probably want to do a prequel. Yeah. Because I, sure. I kind of have some ideas of what Edwin was like when he was 10. Gotcha. And I think that could be a lot of fun, like, yeah. actually seeing his mom. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. See how that all goes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, would you play on the Norman Bates kind of thing more if you did that way? Well, his mom would be alive, so it yeah. would be like, you know, that would the, be like a, the dead uh, thing. But I, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily do, like, that total dependency thing. It'd yeah. be a different kind of thing. Yeah. In my head, his mom is a single mom, mm-hmm. and he's raised, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, so, like, there's this weird relationship that they have, but yeah. it's a real loving kind, not the typical, like, abusive mother. Yeah. It's just sure. a very loving mother. Yeah. So, Almost overbearing. Yeah. I gotcha. Very the kind cool. that, you know, you'd keep the head around for a yeah, while. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hitchhiker who picks up. What do you think happens to her after all of this? That I'm not. I'm not. I like to let people like the, take that on their, their, their own, own path and see what they think. Happens that could, the in my mind, that's the second. That, that's oh, yeah. another sequel of her doing her own thing at that point in time. And she's with us last time. Uh, out of curiosity, because I'm the whole image situation is a little curious. Like, so do you have to pitch the image to get like the story going, or like how does that end up working out? Since it's creative owned, I'm sort of curious as to how that all worked out as far as the creators Yeah. Oh, go. yeah, you totally have to pitch. Like, okay. um, I pitched Plastic and The Hard Place at the same time. Okay. Derek Stevenson a couple of years ago at San Diego. Yeah. So it was in person. Yeah. Which is, you know, terrifying. Uh, you know, no matter how many times you do it. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, you know, when you're pitching Plastic, yeah. you don't know yeah. how people are going to react. Yeah. Like, Kevin Gardner, the guy that helps us out at 12 Games, uh-huh. like, when I pitched it to him, he was like, I don't think we need to do that. Yeah. And Daniel was like, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. Period. Yeah. Like, whether people pay us or not, Daniel was so into the idea yeah. that we were going to do that book no matter what. Uh-huh. So then we took it to Eric, and we pitched it to Eric and showed him a couple of pages, and he goes, so when can we schedule this? Nice. So, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's just like one of those really cool, like, you're terrified, yeah. and he just comes back and goes, yeah, yeah. let's go ahead and do this. Well, it's like you're coming up with a weird, crazy idea, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. Which is, as I've described this on the back, like, the back discussion of it, of it, like, they go through and like, oh, by the way, she's made of plastic at the end. Right. I've done that to a few people. And like, it's the I read that and I was like, oh no, we're 100 percent doing this. Like, <laughs> yeah. no way. Like, it's awesome. Uh, 
So I'm not familiar with the hard place. Can you, well, I mean, what's that about? Like, so the hard place is yeah. totally different than plastic. Okay. So I wrote that. Look, actually wrote that before I did plastic. Okay. And um, it's more like John Wick meets Baby Driver. Uh -huh. So it's about a okay. wheel man that gets out of prison after a couple of years. Okay. Of course, he wants that life to be like gone. Right? Yeah. He doesn't want to be a part of that. Yeah. He goes to the bank, and these two idiots recognize him, and they don't know have a clue what they're doing. But yeah. At gunpoint, he's driving for them whether they like it or not. Yeah. At that point, like now he's got the police after him, the Russian mobs after him. You know, so yeah. like everybody wants to kill him except one friend. Yeah. You know, so like it's just him trying to redeem himself awesome. and get out of this horrible situation. Very cool. Do you have any questions? No? You're good? <laughs> he's also on the show, but apparently he's being quiet right now. <laughs> awesome. I don't want to take up all your time, but thank oh, you yeah. so much. What a genuinely good dude. I know, right? Thank you, Maya. Dude, yeah. Thank awesome. you for giving me a second. Right, right on. Right on. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> 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 oh, we, we broke, broke Brian. Brian. I've been waiting all episode to do that. <laughs> it takes a lot to break me, but you got me good. <laughs> okay. Got you, you fucker. Great <laughs> <Dude>, fucker. <laughs> Where are we going to? Shenanigans? <laughs> okay. So for final grades. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking bummed. God, please, no! 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 For our writer, Doug Wagner, what is your grade, Mr. Maya? Uh, it's an A. Uh, I, there isn't really anything else I can say about this book. Other, I mean, we've already said how fun it is, how funny, fucked up. Uh, mm -hmm. mm. It's kind of sweet at times. Yeah, for in, sure. in, a, in a weird way. Uh, oh, by the way, the uh, uh, cla uh, classification or, or genre of this book is labeled as crime and mystery, horror, and thriller. Wow, it's got everything. Oh, yeah. I can hear fun, Michael Jackson it's, it's now. Fun, it's fun for the whole family. I'm going to check my other books. I have the other books here. I'm going to see if we can continue on your your quest there. Cool. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Mr. Todd. Yeah, it's the Fonz here again. Hey! Nice. Uh, Mr. Adam. A as well. Like for everything we've already said, I, I love this book. I'm also at an A. This is definitely on going to be one of the top of our piles. This is... Uh, a really really fun book uh the only downside of this book is it's not necessarily for everybody but if you have a friend who has a warped sense of humor like the rest of us it's a great fucking recommend or you could also use this as a um when you meet someone for the first time and you're trying to decide how off-colored of a joke can you give <laughs> yeah. to really like gauge them by if they enjoyed this book it's like here read this come back and talk to me and if they never talk to you again eh, don't want to be friends with that fucker anyways <laughs> exactly and they come back it's like I don't know what you gave me but I loved it and I'm yeah. like we have found a caress uh, exactly. <laughs> if, if you're debating which word is worse the one that you can't even say is the worst one yeah that's true that's true awesome uh, so for the art team uh, Hillard Martin and Duke Shire as their Duke Shire is a great name it is a really cool name actually I have to say yes um, for that uh, creative team uh, for the art uh, what is your grade Mr. Adam I'll go with an A I mean this was it, again it evoked memories of Lock and Key which I think has some amazing art in it uh, I had to actually go look it up to see if it was the same person mm -hmm. which it wasn't uh, it's gross over the top bloody I mean there's a scene where he like rips the guy's eyeball out with a spork mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's but it all works and again it's not like 
So the problem I had with uh, the third part of Cross was Psychopath, which a character actually looks a lot like Edwin does, so mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of that, was that was just bloody gross and over the top for no, just for obscenity reasons. Like, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't offensive or anything, but it was like, you're doing it because you can, not because it actually matches with the story. Right. And as over the top and bloody as this was, it made sense what was going on. And it, it fit the mood and theme of what was happening. It wasn't like, we're just going to go cut off someone's vagina and throw it around because we're, we have a psychopath. Like, no, we're going to cut off their heads and put it in a bag. But that's, yeah. what, they, that's what they didn't cross. They you you should have gotten like a fake head Chewy. put it in a Ziploc bag and gone up to Doug Wagner. And before he said anything, just tossed it at him. He probably would have loved it. <laughs> he probably was like, yes, I love this. Yeah, he would have dug the hell out of that. Uh, so, Mr. Todd. You know, it's an A as well. I mean, it fit perfectly. Messed up story. The art was fantastic. And... Um, Every bit of it was great. So, yeah. Cool. And Mr. Meyer? Uh, I'm at an A. This is, uh, even though these are out of order, both books we've done today are A's all around for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm also going to give it an A. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of the main character, Adam, I think the, the visually he reminds me of Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead. Even the mm-hmm. shirt has a little mm-hmm. bit of Bruce Campbell, um, which I think is you know really great as well. So yeah, no, I, I love the hell out of this book. Uh, so I mean, this is going to be a pretty obvious one, but we're going to do the final round of overall grades for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will start with Mr. Todd. Hey! Awesome, Mr. Maya. It, it's an A. There's, there's no, no question. Not a girl or a boy. Nope. It's an A. Hey. It's an A. Um, I'm also at an A. Love the hell out of this book. And uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, again, a, a as well. As much as I, I love the fact that it's a one shot and you, you get everything wrapped up at the end and it's, it's perfect end of the story. I just wish there was more. Okay. Yeah. And I, I uh, hopefully we can convince Mr. Wagner to. Do it for because it. now that he's a regular listener to our podcast, so <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if he does, by all means, give us a call. We'll give you ideas. Actually, we won't give you ideas because we'd ruin them. But no, we we, ha- we want more, sir. Please, uh, <laughs> please, sir. May please, I have sir. some more. Please, yes. sir. Have some more. <laughs> some more plastic. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, so uh, I think that'll do it for uh, this week. Uh, so let's go into recommendations. Um, I'm going to lead off. Um, Mr. Wagner has done another uh, book. I haven't read it yet, but it looks awesome called uh, The Hard Place. Oh, it's about me. It is. It's about mm-hmm. It's about what's inside Virginia. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's from the point of if it's from Edwin's Dick's point of view. <laughs> Actually, I, I want a sequel, but it's from Virginia's point of view. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no words; it's just pictures. It's yeah. just pictures. Kind of like that by. one, uh, that one uh, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, the Hawkeye the book with the dog. Yeah, yeah. No, um, uh, Doug described this in his uh, interview with us, so I won't necessarily try to. to uh, uh, explain it otherwise, but uh, he was nice enough to uh, to give us a copy uh, to read, which, I mean, I will totally be honest with and say, you know, yeah, I got a free comic book out of this. Awesome. But And for those of you wondering, it, it's labeled as crime slash thriller. Yes, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm really excited to read this book, I'm, and uh, frankly, and also if you're in the Wasatch Valley, Doug's a local, so, uh, you yeah. know, support Ooh, a nice. local comic book artist. He, he lives in, the, according to his website at least, he lives in the uh, Wasatch Valley, so... Uh, he lives out here somewhere, so uh, everywhere from Santa Quinn to Brigham City, pretty much could be anywhere. But uh, I mean, I loved plastic, so I'm really looking forward to reading this. I just we we were only at Fanix yesterday, so I haven't had enough time to read it yet. But uh, that's gonna be my recommendation. I'm going sight unseen and saying it's gonna be pretty awesome. So check it out, uh, Mr. Maya. Do you have a recommendation? I do. Uh, and so keeping in the theme of plastic, if you like sex dolls, uh, do uh, I? Uh, I recommend the 33. As, as, the as, love as you. you. Listen, as yeah. you listen to this, it'll be about eight episodes in. But uh, as we record. The season premiere of Always Sunny this this week uh, premiered this last week, and there is such a great 
sex doll gag throughout the whole episode, and I don't want to give anything else away because no, you, you, just, you just have to enjoy it. But just, uh, oh god, it's great. Awesome. Full of someone's cum. <laughs> uh, Mr. Todd, do you have a recommendation? <laughs> um, so I'm late to the party, but I started watching Parks and Recreation recently. Yeah. And Ron Swanson is my hero. He I can really see that. Yeah, I just I, I watch this your spirit man, animal. and he is my yeah. He's absolutely my spirit animal. I'm like, if there's a place for me to achieve, it is. I, I am a Swansonite. <laughs> I am becoming a Swansonite. I like it. It's good. But um, yeah, Parks and Recreation. Uh, but as advice I've heard from. A wise sage, old Me? wise sage. Old, yeah, by 11 days older than you. Ha, huh, you're old, you fucker. <laughs> yeah. Skip the first season. Yeah. Just just, uh, just start at the second season and go for it. Yeah, it's first great. season's not great. Second season, it starts really great, get awesome, and uh, yeah, just watch from there. Yep. So, Mr. Adam. Um, I think for this week, I think this week I'm good. So. You think this week you're good? Okay. Not going to blow your load early? I did. Thank you. See, now here's the weird thing. Is I don't know how much of that I can leave in there because like it's so convoluted, like editing wise, that's gonna be really awkward. At least we're not cinema queens. At least we're, we're not, not cinema, cinema queens. Queen. <laughs> hey, that's why. <laughs> Actually, I, t- I told Chris about that's our name he came up with, and he wants a shirt. Yeah. Okay. Third new slogan. At least we're not cinema queens. Uh, okay. Well, awesome. Well, that will do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, so next week we're going to finish up our month of. Uh, horror comics for Halloween mm-hmm. with uh, Ar- Archie, traditional Archie book for uh, Halloween. So we are going to be doing um, Jughead? Jughead, Jughead the Hunger. I um, haven't read this yet. I'm wondering what Hot Dog is up to. <laughs> well, I mean, because Hot Dog was the cause of the zombie apocalypse, too. Right. Is this the same universe? No, or is it no, some no, own no, each of their horror different. books is its own Isolated thing. thing. Right. Yeah. So, what's Hot Dog up to? I don't know. We'll find That's out. That's right. Oh, hopefully we'll find out. I don't know. It'll be a hot yet. meal, I bet. Mm-hmm. Maybe or maybe he's wait, maybe he bites Jughead and turns Jughead into a vampire or, or, or a werewolf. Hey, yeah. So I don't know, but so that'll be the last of our uh, our Halloween October months. So uh, mm-hmm. we look forward to that. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and thank you again to Mr. Wagner for uh, taking some time with us at uh, Fanex. That was uh, a lot of fun. Thank you, and uh, thanks for listening. And we will uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. You guys do better when we're all in person. Just saying. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.